and welcome back to Gen Z's Digital Decalogue. It's me, Kate Kovac. Today, we're going to hear from an innovator cohort member in a different way. We'll get a sneak preview of Impact Playground, but we will focus on today's guest's other accomplishments. So about our next guest, Drishti is a member of Impact Playground as head of design and research. She brings to this role her background and experience in UX design from IBM. Prior to IBM, she's also worked at Grit Digital Health and has worked as a researcher on a project at the University of Washington Informatics School that was focused on removing bias between patient and provider communication in healthcare. She says that design has the power to change behavior and actions, and she wants to use design thinking to bring people together and increase equity in technology. As someone who is very interested in mental health and well-being, She's also particularly passionate about designing technologies for health and wellness. In addition to design, she is really passionate about meditation and Ayurveda, which is a system of medicine that originated in India about 3,000 years ago and is one of the oldest forms of medicine and is currently in the process of her yoga teacher training. She loves how ancient wisdom can be applied to address modern day challenges in physical and mental health. Drishti, it is so nice to have you. How are you doing today? I'm good. That was such an that was such an epic intro. It makes me like I feel like I feel like when you like when you zoom out of your life, you realize how much you're really doing because like in your day to day, you kind of forget. And I feel like you know, like in those low moments, it's nice to like have these like reminders. It's like, oh, wait, no, like I've come so far, like I'm doing so many cool things. So yeah. I really, I really like that intro. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. It's really, it's really nice to get that like little step back and and say like, oh my gosh, I've accomplished so many things. Like, <laughs> great for me. Like let's yeah. celebrate a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Great. Okay, cool. So in our general style of what we do here on the show, I'm just going to ask you just a few like, would you rather questions just to kind of get to know you a little bit better. And then we'll, we'll get into like the deeper conversations, but to start, would you rather listen to one song for eight hours a day for one week straight that was chosen by you or six different types of songs selected by a stranger for the exact same duration of time? I think I would listen to one song for eight hours straight or whatever for one week straight. Because I have a tendency, like, when I get addicted to a song, that song is on replay, like, constantly until I literally cannot listen to it anymore. Yeah. And then it's on to the next? Yeah. And then okay. after I, like, cannot listen to it anymore, I literally cannot listen to it until, like, two years later. <laughs> so, yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay, cool. What was the last song then that you did this with? Um, well, currently, so actually, there is this new upcoming artist. She's actually from my high school. Her name's Ashley, Ashley Mehta. And like her music has, I've been really enjoying her music recently. And then there's this one particular song called Weekend by her and that song has literally been on repeat. I don't know. It's just it's hitting right now. So nice. okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll link that in the show notes below so we can get a get a, a sense of what that song is. Yeah. Um, and then our next question here is, would you rather be thrown a surprise birthday party or plan your own party from start to finish? Um, I think birthdays tend to really stress me out. So I'd rather have the surprise birthday party so I don't have to plan anything. Yeah. Okay. I have this like... Um, it's like this thing where every year on my birthday, I don't know, I don't know if you feel it or if you know other people that feel it, but 
like because you have so much pressure that it's my birthday like I need to do everything and I need to make sure everything goes to plan like I I end up crying every year on my birthday for some reason or the other so it's just like a thing now I'm like okay like this is gonna happen yes (laughs) yeah I sympathize (laughs) so much with you my birthday is on Christmas day. Oh, oh my God. People are always like, oh my gosh, what a great time to have your birthday. <laughs> and every, like, it's so nice, and, like cheery and Christmas. And I'm like, I don't mean to sound ungrateful because my yeah. family's always together for my birthday, Yeah, but it's weird. It's like yeah. the weirdest thing because I'm like, oh, but wait, this is your Christmas too. So I don't really get- You don't want to get all the- Yeah. And then it's like, you also, I guess when you were little, maybe it's like you didn't get a Christmas present and a birthday present. It was combined. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then with people, I'm like, oh, I remember I got you a a birthday gift four months ago and Merry Christmas. Here's your Christmas gift. Like it's awkward (laughs) too. I'm like, oh, this is weird. (laughs) But I get you on the whole like, there's just so much pressure around your birthday. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. Especially yeah. the planning part because, you know, not everybody's yeah. cool. And- yeah. And then it's like, you have to make sure you don't take it personally because it's like, you know, like your birthday is important to you, but for other people, it's like, it's not their number one priority, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Struck a chord with me there. Um, okay. And the next question is, do you prefer chocolate or fruity desserts? definitely chocolate I I feel like I cannot mix chocolate and fruit and I feel like for fruity desserts I only really like those like fruit tarts you know what I'm talking about like the fruits on top of like the cream and it's like a little pie yeah I think that's the only one that I like okay like I need my fruit separately yes okay okay you would never reach for like a chocolate covered strawberry I mean like (laughs) I would if I was craving it but it wouldn't be like my first choice you know yeah got it yep yep I yeah same and then what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of tech and social media um comparison I don't know like Mm. I think like I was originally thinking of a platform but then I was like no I'm just thinking about Instagram but I feel like the the feelings and the thoughts that really come up is just like fake and like comparison and it's just it's like not real um I I actually personally haven't really been using social media too much because I feel like whenever I'm on it I I just like get I start comparing everyone's like highlights to like my current state and then it doesn't really go well and like but but one thing I'm like realizing now it's because I I'm like a new grad like I started working at IBM like a little over a year ago so it's like I'm meeting a lot of new people all the time and like the first way you really connect with people is like, oh, like, let me get your Instagram, like, let me get your whatever yeah. LinkedIn, LinkedIn's different. But it's like, I feel like sometimes now, like if you don't post regularly, or if your photos aren't up to date, like people will see you from like three years ago. And it's like, I usually preface like, oh, I don't really use this. Um, I am not really active on it. But it's like, it's, it's, it is like a bit harder to stay in touch to an extent. So I feel like that's something I'm working on trying to figure out how how frequently then are you using social media like on a monthly basis I feel like I try to like post like once a month (laughs) yeah but not even like an actual post you know like those little stories 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I just try to do that to like yeah. try to keep in touch. But this one social media, um, you probably know it. Be real. I like that one a lot because you can like keep in touch with your friends without it like being a whole like event that you posted. You know, right? So, yeah. yeah, I like more chill ones like that. And have you heard that some people think that even with be real, people are still curating pieces of their lives? Yeah, they definitely okay. are because it's like you yeah. don't post at the right time. But I think the nice thing about be real is like at least like people I know, like you don't have like 400 people on Be Real. You have like 20, right? right. Or like 15. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and these tend to be people that you're closer to. Right. So that feeling of like inferiority is not as apparent because you know these people better. Like, you know, like, okay, this isn't their entire life. Like, you right. know, you call them on the phone, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah. it's like more intimate and connected. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. I think the first question, which kind of um, guides this whole conversation here, Impact Playground, you are connected with LookUp as an innovator for 2023, and your team is Impact Playground. Can you give us just like a sneak peek into what that is and what you're doing within your role there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, Impact Playground is basically a digital education platform for youth. Um, to teach them about different types of advocacy in a way that centers well-being and joy. So majority of our team um, kind of entered the advocacy space at different times. And we've we've felt and we also like it's kind of known that for youth entering the advocacy space is really overwhelming and burdensome, burdensome. like there's no clear way to get there and they face a lot of obstacles so and that also like just limits youth voices in that's in the space right so we wanted to create something that would kind of make it more accessible to them and make it accessible in a way that like the field of advocacy can come off as scary and like you know you're overworked and it's like tiring so we wanted we wanted to introduce it we're like make it accessible in a way that centers well-being and centers joy so it doesn't have to be as scary and more youth can join um and so yeah that's why we created it we wanted more people to be able to get involved take their ideas to the next level be connected with other people that care um and mentors and things like that nice yeah Yeah. great and then what would you say that there was like a defining moment or something that motivated you to join the team at impact playground so um, our like main founder, her name's Pramila, and we've been good friends for a while. And um, we were actually at um, Man Mukti together, which is a South Asian mental health org. And she's the one that actually pulled me into Man Mukti. And like, basically, I was so inspired by her work. And I was like, I need to do what you're doing. Like, I love this. And so she pulled me in and um, showed me the reins and like helped guide me in some of my earlier projects. And then she decided to kind of jump into impact playground and start working on this like impact playground was her idea and like she was looking for help and because I just love her work and I just love what she does I was like yeah of course I'll help you and that's kind of how it got started and I guess what really like made me want to join was I've always been looking for ways to apply my design skills to projects that I really care about Mm -hmm. um you know I love IBM and (laughs) I love my coworkers and everything but I feel like the work that I do there is not truly what I'm passionate about. I'm I'm more passionate about like the mental health space, the health care space um, and things like that. So being able to work on this project really makes me feel like I'm doing something that I care about. Yeah. Okay, great. Really nice. And then would, if we take another like step back for Impact Playground, 
would you say that there was something of like a defining moment that connected you to the digital well-being movement where you like where something happened and you were like oh I need to be involved in this like something that happened in my life that made me like feel like oh I need to be involved in like the digital health space yeah Yeah, I think so okay so I guess like my entire story is um all throughout high school and early college I really struggled with um body image and like eating disorder issues um and it was like a pretty big thing didn't really get the help I needed until like the middle of college and so after that um I think once I started to feel better I was like wow, like I'm really passionate about mental health. Like I feel like it is such a huge part and that's kind of where the meditation stuff and the yoga stuff came into. Like that's really what helped me heal and kind of grounded me. And so I think I just got really into like, after going through all that hardship, I got really into wellness and health and, you know, calming your mind. And like, I also noticed, especially in college, like so many people are going through mental health issues at different levels because it's like a new new city and new friends you don't know what you want to do like and those are just that that's just surface level right and then like you go even further out and it's like even in like marginalized communities and lower income communities like people have their own issues so it's like it's such a huge huge problem it's it's like the invisible plague right so it's like I I realized like I really want to address this and because I'm so passionate about design and like the digital the digital area like I I wanted to address it at that level because it was a really good intersection and um yeah that's how I that's how I first got into Manmukti and after that I I I like wanted to continue working on it and I realized like what was difficult for me when I was first getting into the space was not really knowing what I wanted to do or like you know what does being an advocate really mean how do I learn more how do I make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing like how do I know what I'm saying is right and I feel like that's why I really wanted to be a part of Impact Playground to like make sure other people feel empowered to join and like fight for what they believe in and just be able to learn in a way that's not scary, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So especially, it's like, a- yeah, especially with the overwhelm too, because I feel like once you enter into an advocacy space, you realize that there are so many different ways to get involved. And then on top of that, there are like doubled, if not more things that need to be solved. Yeah. You kind of get this overwhelm of, oh my gosh, everything is a dumpster fire. (laughs) What can I do to contribute so that it doesn't spread further? Um, yeah I definitely yeah it it literally like makes you feel like oh my god like well what's the point like everything just sucks and it's like getting out of that is really really hard especially like because I feel like Pramila probably faces this so much more than I do because she does this full time but it's like you're constantly reading about like people struggling and like injustice and all that stuff and it's like and I guess like that's also like what makes Impact Playground a difficult project where it's like and something that I'm really struggling with is like, how do you really center well-being in like this like chaotic world, right? Like it's it's like really hard. And um, I remember there's this one meeting we had with our product team and um, I had some deliverable, like I had to make some personas and I guess it wasn't like the right type of persona or something. And I had spent a lot of time on it and I fully just broke down in the meeting and I was like, this is so hard. Like I can't do it, <laughs> but it's like, it's okay. Like, I mean, this is how like these projects are like, it's hard work, but it's like, you know, you care about it so much that you're going to keep working on it. So yeah, absolutely. 
And then I, as you were talking, I had like two questions, which I'll, I'll get to one of them. Is there anything that you do personally to kind of counterbalance that overwhelm or the, just like all of what you're taking on as you're working with it, with impact playgrounds, like, Mm -hmm. is there something that you consistently rely on to help bring the balance back to your mental health as you're trying to tackle these things? Yeah, I think, I think routines are a big part of my life and they really help me stay grounded. So it's like, having a really strong morning routine that you're like really consistent with um and and a good evening routine I feel like evening routines are harder because you know you get plans and then blah 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 but I think like morning routines are very very helpful so like every morning I make sure to do I have like a meditation and yoga routine every morning that I do um for 30 minutes I'll do that um you know I'll try to get some fresh air and then recently I've also, cause a lot of my meetings have been starting like a little bit later on nine 30. So I try to work out in the mornings too. And that like really helps. Um, I know like I used to think like people who said they worked at 8am or 7am were like, I was like, you guys are crazy, but I like, <laughs> I totally get it. Like it really starts your day off so much better. And, um, I feel like, like, you know, you have to exercise at some point in the day, the fact that you get it over with at the beginning, like you feel like you overcame a hurdle so it's like hey I got through this I can tackle the rest of my day yeah so um I think like that kind of helps you start off feeling a bit more empowered mm-hmm. so I think yeah mm-hmm. and then I think also um in terms of just like with that feeling of feeling helpless and like you feel like the world's just gonna end and like what is the point of anything I think it's like realizing that you c- you could adopt that mentality of like oh this just sucks like what's the point or you could like do your part mm-hmm. and like at least like feel like okay I'm doing what I can I'm doing what is in my control I don't have control over a lot of things but I have control over what I can do and it's like mm-hmm. I can feel proud of that so mm-hmm. it's like it can feel really like like hard and like oh like nothing's working out but it's like I feel like just grounding yourself and like okay I'm doing the best I can and that's all that really matters and like coming back to that really helps too yeah absolutely that's that's a really great way I think to keep yourself kind of reframed into the big picture of what you're capable of doing and just knowing yeah knowing that you are doing all that you can yeah that's that's enough you know yeah and just like trusting that it's gonna work out some way or the other yeah 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 that's great Okay, cool. Now, I know that we had a few moments before to talk about um, other things that you're involved with and connected to. And we kind of shared this like same connection of podcasting. And you mentioned that you had, you have another podcast. Yeah. Tell us about that. And like, what, yeah, what is that all about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So that podcast is actually through the manmukti.org that I mentioned earlier. It's like South Asian mental health. And their goal is to break the stigma of mental health in South Asian communities through storytelling. Um, so I joined the podcast team there, uh, I want to say like a year and a half-ish ago, 2021. Oh, almost two years. Um, yeah, so it's been a couple of years there. And basically, um, I work with our podcast uh, host her name's Kiran Kiran Deep um, and we basically just have different guests to talk about different issues so one of the first episodes I did was 
um, with a South Asian therapist talking about trauma, like what trauma really is, like healing from trauma, how do you heal from trauma? Mm -hmm. Um, Another episode we did was on like more recently, what was our most recent episode? Oh, I think it was on loneliness. That was a really interesting one because it's like loneliness at a societal level, loneliness at a cultural level. Like what's the difference between you know being lonely versus being alone and like solitude and like all of that stuff and also like how technology impacts feelings of loneliness because it's like it's like a two-faced thing right like Mm -hmm. it's supposed to connect you but then you end up feeling more disconnected so that was a pretty cool episode and yeah I I think I just really like that podcast because we focus um we add a South Asian angle to all of our episodes which helps me feel I think it just helps me feel like more connected and I can relate better being Mm -hmm. like an like a daughter of South Asian immigrants um yeah yeah that's that's the podcast (laughs) okay nice so um and my next question was if you have a personal project that you're the most proud of because I know that you were so you work with IBM and you also worked at Grit Digital Health mm-hmm. and you've done all of these like other things in the podcast is there something that really sticks out to you personally that when you look at it you say like gosh I'm so proud of of this thing yeah so what is it Yeah, and I feel like it's sort of unrelated to all of the things I have mentioned so far, but basically in high school and more recently, I so in high school, I was really into portrait photography, and so I would take a lot of photos for like graduations, events, proms, you know, engagement shoots, things like that, and um, I think I had, I didn't realize it in the moment, but I had built up a pretty good client base where I had done I think I started taking photos in high school about sophomore year of high school and then I stopped like beginning of senior year. Um, I think I had done close to like a hundred shoots, which was like pretty pretty good for high school, right? Yeah. And so um yeah, and so I think like and looking back at those photos, because I, I feel like I've been trying to get back into photography. Mm-hmm. So I was like pretty impressed with those photos and I feel like I've been getting back into it now. Like I made my Yelp page and I've been getting some requests. Um to do like you know first birthday shoots engagement shoots and things like that and I feel like I think like watching like being able to look at my growth from when I first started to now and I know I took a little bit of break a little bit of a break but like being able to pick up with all that experience that I had just makes me realize like how much I had really done and it's like how much you can really grow because I think like when I was doing photography in high school I didn't really care about like like how much money I was making, how many shoots I was doing, like, you know, who liked my photos, who didn't, I was just sort of doing it because I liked it. And like, I enjoyed the process of it. And so I think I just realized, like, you know, if you just, if you have a project, and you just take it day by day, you ignore all the noise about like, how much am I progressing all this, like, like literal noise, then it's like, you take a step back, like a year from when you started, and you'll see how far you've really come. And that's, that's all that it's really about so I think that's why photography is something that I'm really proud of because I feel like it's the one area where I really just like didn't care what other people thought and I just did what I wanted to do and it it grew pretty fast so yeah okay and uh, and you since then have have you stepped back into it yeah so I I took a break when I was like going through a lot of that like 
um, eating disorder, body image stuff, and like kind of going through my own struggles. But I, I feel like now that I'm like feeling a lot better and like um, I kind of miss it. I've been getting back into it a little bit and that's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. So should we like link anything? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll add the, okay. I'll add the link to my photo website. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, my photo website has all the information. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. And also thank you for, for just sharing with us some of your personal um, story with like growing up and having um, eating disorder and just that comparison piece that comes in from being so connected that just is so harmful. Um, just wanted to say thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. And um, I've I've done another show with Alakia from Amelia. Oh yeah. yeah. And some of the some of the talking points that she brought up were they were really like alarming for just regular practices as a child who is growing up with that. So um, uh, yeah, I just, I want to make sure that like, I see you and I am so thankful for you to like, just share some of that because talking about it does break the stigma, especially when you talk about it in a way where it's like, this is, this is something that happened, but here I am still. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like when one thing I was struggling a lot with back then was like, I hadn't seen anyone struggle with these issues, someone that looked like me, because even when I would like search it up, like, you know, in my private browser, because I I sort of knew something was going on, but I like didn't really know what to do. It was always like, you know, like these like models in LA or like something like so extreme like that. And like, you don't realize that it can literally happen around you. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think it just like the idea of felt so far away where I was like oh I don't think this is it like I probably just you know I'll get it together and so that's what it took me and I think like there's also a lot of shame associated with it because it's like you don't want to be that person that's like oh I I don't know how to eat like right what's wrong with me like Uh so yeah yeah I think overcoming a lot of that is really hard especially like you add the immigrant background to it where it's like parents and community don't really understand what it means so right yeah and it's probably not as easy to access some of those conversations so freely yeah yeah exactly and I think that's really why like the meditation and the yoga stuff helped me and I felt so connected was because like I I felt like a, a part of like my cultural background was helping me heal which made me feel a lot better um and it's like like I feel like meditation and yoga can be applied to so many things but like it really helped me with that particular part of my life and I, I think like that's why I'm just so grateful for all of that if yeah. that makes sense yeah 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 absolutely yeah. because it's a it was it's a piece of you that yeah already yeah. exists so yeah. being able to tap into that for other things yeah oh my gosh absolutely yeah 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 exactly so I did mention that you are an innovator with us for 2023. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you'd like to speak to about that? Like, has there been something that has you've gained or something that you, it, that it challenged your thought process or? Um, well, I think like the biggest thing was I really enjoy learning about the other like projects and the other innovators works. Cause I think like seeing other people, like also sort of like, figuring out their projects and like kind of going through similar processes that we are makes makes me feel less alone like Mm -hmm. you know like other people are also like 
struggling to an extent too and it like I, I think I like that community um and then I think as well like our meetings with the mentor is like pretty helpful um I remember the first one like we spent the whole time discussing like what our mission statement and our vision was and I I don't think I realized like how important narrowing that stuff down is I was like because at first I was like oh like I think we already sort of know but then it's like every word and every like because you want to keep it concise but then you also want to make sure it aligns really well to what you want to do I feel like this process has helped me like realize how detailed this this whole thing is like you have to look like I think I was sort of looking at everything like overarchingly instead of like going in in detail I feel like Mm -hmm. I did not explain that properly but I think you sort of get the idea yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Yeah. and I think too that like kind of dissecting of your mission for word by word is really helpful and I'm going to bring in some of my like background for for my undergrad Um, when you're creating meaning in the minds of others that's like our definition of communication Mm -hmm. and if I were to say okay close your eyes and imagine a glass of water and then imagine a sandwich and then imagine a pencil I will tell you what my answers are and my answers to your answers are going to be so different my glass of water is halfway no ice and it's like a plain cup but maybe to you, it was something totally different. Yeah. And then it's like, like, what type of sandwich? Like, yeah. yeah. I was thinking peanut butter jelly, but maybe oh, you yeah. a cool Italian, like, Yeah, I was sub. thinking like a Subway sandwich. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so you kind of have to hone in on, okay, this is what we say, but what does it look like? Yeah. How are others perceiving it? So yeah, that's oh, that's such a good analogy. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so that's why you have to really kind of align first and make sure you know all of this. So I'm really glad that you had an experience similar to that so that you it really kind of created a solid foundation for your mission statement. But yeah, it's it's and with that you realize, oh my gosh, there's so much work. <laughs> yeah There's a lot that goes into yeah. it oh yeah. my god and then you have to like translate all of that into the actual product then so it's like redesigning like thinking about the each feature so in like such a like specific way right. so yeah and then you have to connect the, de- the development aspect to that and then yeah <laughs> a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. definitely so I know that um you all are still working pretty consistently and just kind of keeping this progress moving forward is there a way right now that individuals could get connected to you and to impact playground that they should know about yeah so we have an email and an instagram page so i think the best way would be to email like i'll put it it's like hello at impact playground hello dot impact playground at gmail.com and then as well as our instagram page which we can link in the show notes as well Okay, great. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us in terms of maybe there's like some upcoming something that we should look out for, or uh, maybe want to go on a really quick rant and, <laughs> or TED talk for like five minutes? This, the floor is yours. You can do whatever you'd like. I think I, I if I just have to like end with a couple of things to say. Okay, this one doesn't have doesn't necessarily have to do particularly with innovations but I guess you can apply it but I think like 
for me is something that I continue to struggle with is like I'm interested in so many different things like I'm interested in like this like holistic health I'm interested in design I'm interested in like advocacy and mental health and it's like I think I kept trying to find ways where okay I need to figure out like the perfect way to combine everything and fit it in this like neat tidy box but I think what I'm realizing is like it's okay to like explore different things like that's what this time is for and like you know you can you can like be doing like holistic health stuff on in one part of your day but then also be doing advocacy in another part of your day. like isn't it I feel like I feel like at this time like everyone's so stressed out all the time to like find their like dream job their dream purpose their dream whatever and like make their impact but it's like I feel like right now is our time to just explore and like figure it out like I feel like we need to like take that pressure off of ourselves to like mm-hmm. solve everything and like figure everything out because like we don't even know who we are like and right. we're changing so much so like I think I, yeah I think I just want to say that like it's okay if you're just exploring a lot of stuff it's okay if you're feeling overwhelmed and it's okay if you feel like you're not really having your dream impact yet like we have our whole lives to do that so yeah. just take everything day by day yeah absolutely yeah well, that that resonates even with me because I don't feel like I have it all together yeah. <laughs> and I don't think anyone does and yeah. I think that reminder of like just you know keep doing what you're doing you have time it'll yeah. itself out like it's okay that that's another way to kind of just relieve some of that overwhelm and just say okay I'm here I'm showing up I'm present this yeah like as long as you're like taking one step forward every day however that looks like for you, you know, like you do like 30 minutes of work on one project even, and then you do nothing the rest of the day. Like, you know, like as long as you're doing something, like things will just work out and you have like the right attitude. So it should be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really great. I think that's a great ending point um, (laughs) to leave on such a positive note for our listeners. As I mentioned, I'm going to make sure that all of the really fun stuff is going to be linked down below in our show notes. Perfect. And Drishti, again, I just want to say thank you so much for being a leader in this space and being open and sharing your story and then trying to do something about something, you know, like (laughs) tackling something here. And I just want to say thank you for the effort and you know, that really it's, it takes a village and I'm so glad that you're committed here. And, um, it's great to, to have like you as a partner and everything. So. Yeah, I know. I'm, I loved being on this podcast. It was so fun. And I'm so grateful for the experience at Look Up. I think it's the first time Impact Playground has gotten some like recognition and it's like given us some hope that like, you know, like we can do this. So I'm so, so grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, great. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners. We will catch you in the next episode. Bye.